0: Hi, welcome to the Peach. This is Jill.
1: This is Amy. Hi. Hey,
0: it's Jen. Today we are gonna be talking about boobs,
1: Hooters. The little Tata's <laughs> twin yeah. peaks. Peaks boobs, yes. Most terrible new restaurant in East Tennessee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amy was telling us earlier that there is a Hooters knockoff.
1: Yeah, but the food's even worse, and it's generic. I mean, maybe it's not generic enough if you look at the sign, but I definitely went there with my parents, I'm not suspecting. Not known
0: for its wings, Twin yeah. Peaks.
1: Yeah, no, it's was, it was, it was a truly terrible experience. <laughs> Try ordering vegetarian food at a titty bar oh. not easy
2: so i used to go there a lot with my twin brother to hooters because i loved their um chicken burger that they had and we took like my little nephew there one time it was like the worst parenting decision ever no, but the so be women sure taking your children i just feel badly for the women like
0: because the outfits are just not good looking nobody
1: looks good in that orange
0: people have a lot of interest in boobs i find that it comes up a lot in conversation yeah. People
1: for it's one of those things that like you've kind of seen a lot more boobs than you have of any other lady parts, but like you're still not completely sure what's <laughs> what.
0: <laughs> no, it's true. So today we're gonna do what we usually do on the beach, which is to start out kind of talking about sort of the foundations of the topic. Um, some of this you may know, but we think that there's more to what meets the eye on breast. And there's a lot of breasts that meet the eye. I, I feel like as much as they are shunned, they are sort of hypersexualized, and you see them. It's half
1: the reason I watch The Americans. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> Russell's breasts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You see breasts
2: everywhere, but not on girls. I do not like to see those breasts on girls.
0: You need to get over that. Just saying. Don't you see breasts on girls.
2: Oh, the, the TV show Girls with oh, Lena Dunham. the show Girls. Yeah. Like, you
1: don't like normal looking breasts. I was
0: like, you're a lesbian.
2: I know. Well, I mean, I don't like little girls breasts. Like, let's get that straight. Right. Yes. <laughs> Jokes
0: on, on record. Not so breasts are interesting because, first of all, the breasts are broken up into two parts. So there is the actual kind of fleshy part that, you know, you fit into your bra. Actually, the, three parts.
1: The breasticle.
0: Do you know this term? I'd call I
2: call it the breasticle too.
0: As a joke. Is right? that a thing? I don't know, but I think this is
2: breasticle testicle.
0: Well, I I always heard... They both
2: hang down. Breasticle Do is, like, deflated. Do they wobble too? Oh, same thing with testicles. Oh,
0: oh. I thought the breasticles were, like, when they got kind of, like, deflated and oh, like kind the of, like, breastfeeding saggy with, like, you know how scrotums are, like, all loose over the testicle. It's just <laughs> oh, gross. That's yes. exactly... It just looks like a popped balloon. All hairy. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. The breast... Anyway, I, I think that term is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like a pun. Yeah. But anyway, so you have that part, and... The breast is actually not stopped with what you kind of like put in your bra. It kind of extends sort of in this teardrop mm. shape up kind of like almost like the shape of a paisley or something kind of up underneath your, right into your armpit a little bit.
1: It's called the tail of Spence, probably for a man because there's way too many female body parts named after men. <laughs>
0: tubes uh. it does it does sound like a it does sound like yeah. a hiking trail yeah yes so. the, the trail of spence yeah, the trail of spence. i would like to take a
1: hike on the trail of spence
0: today. and then there is the um the pinky round uh kind of bullseye area at the center of the breast that is called the areola some are pink some are brown some are oh yeah lots of different colors some are freckled I've seen some purple ones. Yeah. I'm only speaking from my own sort of peaches and cream life where everything is either ivory or pink in, Just in my home a, and, <laughs> and on my body about to be
1: sunburned.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's ivory, pink, or bright red. Yeah. <laughs> Fuchsia. Yeah. That's the colors of my body. Um, so for me, but you're right, they can be all different, all different colors. So that is the areola. And then at the center of the areola is the actual nipple. And I don't know if there's a fancier name for... I
1: think nipple's
0: pretty fancy. Nipple, yeah. But yeah, most people get that one right. Yeah, it's the nipple. Yeah. Um. What's in the breast is sort of what you'd expect. There's like a lot of fatty tissue in the breast, and there's connective tissue in the breast. There's glands in the breast that milk glands that, that secrete the milk um, when they're under the influence of um, a hormone called prolactin. Um, and then drunk with prolactin, yeah, create your milk. <laughs> and then there is the milk ducts, which are basically the little super highway of uh, of tubes within the breast that both store and uh, move milk.
1: Yeah, and I think this is—it's interesting when you're feeling your own breast or when you're feeling your friend's breast, if you want to compare and contrast. But you're gonna—you're not feeling for the most part when you're feeling your breast you're not just feeling like a big flesh pillow you're feeling a lot of different like lumps and bumps and masses mm-hmm. and things and usually they are all soft and squishy and they move around freely and that's and i always encourage my patients i say just know what your normal is feel it Touch it, know it, right. don't worry about it.
2: Right, because yeah, they can be quite lumpy, and that's fine. That's yeah. totally normal. Because right. there's a lot going
0: on there. Yeah,
1: you can identify every single gland in my breast because there's not enough fat tissue. You mm-hmm. can
0: feel it all, girl. So, I can also identify every single rib, uh, all your parts. <laughs> <laughs> I can practically tell when you've eaten. In beauty, <laughs> mainly because I'm so gassy. <laughs> vegetarian. There's mm. also um, these little glands around the. Potentially. I mean, everyone has them. They just aren't always visible. Um, around the... In the areola, kind of around the nipple. And those are called Montgomery glands. And I assume those just are kind of like sebaceous glands. They yeah. Just and sometimes
1: they get... They can seem like they come up out of nowhere and sometimes they get pretty big in size. So they're, I mean, they're not usually going to be the same size as a nipple, but they, no. they can be pretty obvious. And well, I have a
0: lot of women be like, I've got these new things. Right. People get freaked out about them. And yeah.
2: I heard like sometimes like you could maybe get like a hair follicle nearby and it gets infected. <laughs> and then like your partner has to help
0: like express it. And it's oh, like... I'm so glad that never happened to you. <laughs> no, never. And it's Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The you know, breasts, they, they vary in how they feel. They also... As we all know, have huge variations in how mm-hmm. they look. Harken back to my high school friend; we called gourd boob because of her her pendulous gourd boob. <laughs> yeah, zucchini looking. Such um, a West Virginia thing. Yeah, <laughs> her breasts. I think she even called them that. I think that happens as more as you get older. I don't see as many young women. I just remember hearing like
1: a really terrifying story that they make bras in long sizes. Ooh. Can anybody confirm or deny
0: that? Oh. Like tube socks with straps. Like it.
1: Like I'm a 34B long.
0: <laughs> like a shoe. Like yeah. a pair of jeans. Yeah, it's like this is your normal <laughs> cup size, but
1: like they give there's room for your zucchini boobs.
0: Really, you think the, they just get smushed up into one side? I don't know. This was like the horror story that I heard in
1: middle <laughs> school about when you get old and you have long boobs, you have to get long bra. If anyone out there
0: wears a long bra, can you let us know? Can because or we would
1: love to see huh.
0: your your long. My mind
2: is yeah. a little blown. Yeah, I have never <laughs> heard but, about that.
0: You know, I think that even though the average hovers around a thirty-four B, what is it, thirty-four B to thirty-six C um they do come in all different shapes and sizes and we know that and we know that one breast can actually be a different size than the other breast even on the same person and that that is overwhelmingly the case like right. do you guys have completely symmetrical no Mine so are perfect our whole body is... Mine are absolutely
1: perfect they're <laughs> the same size you can't tell a difference at all really oh yeah here oh really? my gosh oh you're right
2: yeah. totally yeah. perfect no they're absolutely <laughs> amazing you show me
0: yours. no I have That's literally my, a mirror um, of each other my left breast is bigger than my right breast I mean, yeah. not so much that you would gasp if you saw it but I can tell like you can even just tell looking at me now like this is this well, breast is bigger than my I other always breast. do like
2: a little handful and I'm like okay how much is it overshooting Yeah, and yeah I've got one bigger than the other but I mean we're not symmetrical beings like right. even people's eyes are different if you look at them you know if Brown you really look closely these are, are perfect yeah <laughs> everything I'm like everything perfect. people's shoes or their feet are spin. are different you know mm. some people mm. have to buy like half a size larger than the other um yeah. so yeah. Yeah. I, I have so some
1: dramatically case. different size boobs. So, and that's always a little bit that's always a little like oh is everything okay oh here?
2: I had this one girl I forgot that she <laughs> had only one of her breasts produced milk and so the oh. other one was just sort of like a shriveled little like Appendage that she didn't need, and then the other one was giant was she nursing and she nursed not only did she nurse her own child, she d- developed enough that she was able to give it away to another woman to completely feed a second child oh with God. one breast. It was amazing.
0: I had two boobs I could not a make it she enough had to feed a cast even of that one. Overachiever, seriously, played it in gold. It's like when you go blind and then you can smell everything.
2: <laughs> Good for her. It's like you lose a kidney and the other kidney gets a little bit bigger to. You I mean, know, technically,
0: help. I have
1: contacts that I can't smell, so sometimes that doesn't happen, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I have the story which is gross. Um, I had a patient once. This is not long ago who had a, a hair on her out of her nipple hair on nipples is totally normal by the way so this is my whole point but this was also normal it was just sort of alarming it was the 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 texture really of a pubic hair and it was pitch black and I remember it being darker than the rest of her hair and it was a good I, I don't know. It was long enough. It was like seven or eight inches. She could have put it in her own teeth. Oh my gosh. And like tipped her head back and yanked it out of her breath. This or is, like
2: flossed her teeth with her little it's nipple like, hair. With Maybe
0: that's what dash. she does. Well, it could be. Because you would always have it on you. Uh-huh. I have and never... I've got a little
2: corn in my tooth. Yeah, hold on. I'll just pull it out of my bra. <laughs>
1: just on one side or was there one on both
0: nipple? No, it wasn't
1: symmetrical. Just oh. one tassel. Oh, no. Just the one giant...
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, she'd had three of them. She seriously could have braided them. I, It was... Yeah it was unbelievable. So rock on with your bad self. If it doesn't bother you and your partner is, you know, not whatever, whoever sees it, it doesn't have an adverse reaction to it. Then Rocking. and even if they did, that's still your business. Um, oh, and you it's certainly not a problem. Yank it out, geez. Right. You don't need to get rid of hair on your,
1: no. I've had a couple of patients that have like, I'm not going to say like a pellet, but like definitely like a, like enough that you could almost cover the nipple.
2: Yeah. It. I've seen that as well. So if you want to get rid of the like hair, a beard, like, like cover a beard, it, like a beard, like a nipple beard, like, like a it, merkin on yeah. your breast.
1: And it was like, it was like soft and f- stick straight and like just about covered her nipple.
0: Interesting. See, so I have to say that my personal preference is to, I am so fair that it would take a lot, but you typically can't, this is why I don't shave my legs very often. It takes a lot to see it. But I think that for, Do you have
1: a beard on your nipple?
0: No. In fact, that's something I'm kind of we all have our like weird hygiene quirks mm-hmm. and mine tend to go in the other direction. <laughs> but with this, I feel like I it 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 for me personally it, it bothers me. Like I want it taken off.
2: Oh yeah. I've said mm-hmm. that if I ever get in a car accident and like I'm in a hospital bed for a long time. Uh, the two things that my partner needs to do is pluck my chin hairs and my nipple hairs because I do not want anyone to see those. But That's technically, a you,
1: That's a well, it's hard, hard to say what kind of car accident they would need to see your nipples for, but I can appreciate that. I'm just saying,
2: if I was lying in a hospital bed, I don't want anyone to see my little like yeah. chinny, chinny chin thing.
0: Yeah, I think everyone, yeah, they have their... um Hygiene. Well, we, we did the whole pubic hair episode. So we've talked about hair. We, we, I guess breast hair is a type of hair. It typically is not as coarse and probably doesn't have the same origins as.
1: No, but it probably is similar in its function and that it protects sensitive parts. And you probably, I don't know, not having been pregnant, I'm not sure, but potentially would you get more hair around your nipples when you're pregnant?
0: I mean, for me, no. no I'm curious you. if maybe I had a different experience. Yeah, no, you think you'd have more, but I, yeah. You know, okay, so I got a really interesting text from a friend today who said that she'd had somebody in her clinic who had wonky nipple discharge. Do you know who that is? That was me. <laughs> I was like,
2: I think that's me, unless you had another friend. <laughs> Yeah, so this woman, she was telling me that for 20 years, she had milk come out of her nipples, um, which this can sometimes happen if like your hormone levels get out of whack. It can be like a benign tumor on your pituitary gland. But she said it didn't bother her. So she just let it... Do that for twenty years, and then just a week ago, it started coming out like brown, red, yellow in hmm. color um, when she squeezed it. So I couldn't express it; she had to squeeze pretty hard, but it Ooh. was definitely brown. Ooh. So either she's hurt something and it was yeah. blood, or that can be a sign of cancer. Partially so actually,
1: also, if you're squeezing that hard to get something out of your nipple, you've got to be doing
0: some damage.
2: Well, it really wasn't that hard. Did she have
0: it bilaterally or just on one side? Unilateral. So uh, she had okay.
2: bilateral milk, but unilateral like color discoloration.
0: So she might have had I mean there's a it's possible to get hematomas in the breast or to have like sure. a little infection in the milk duct or something that could I really am cause hoping. That. I sent yeah. off a
2: little culture but I am sending her for a mammogram but cuz her mom died of metastatic cancer at age 60. Oh yeah, so she should be getting those anyway. Definitely. Yeah,
0: concerning. Yeah. But in general, if you have so we're talking about non-pregnant women. But if you have a little bit of clear to kind of milky white discharge from your breast. I, I tell people not to freak out about that. Oh yeah. I would have it. I wouldn't rush, but I would probably have it looked at. Um, I don't think you need a mammogram necessarily mm-hmm. yeah. but there's pretty simple blood work that you can do mm-hmm. to well, check well it depends on levels. how
1: hard you're squeezing here. like I've got patients that come in and they're like I've got nipple discharge oh yeah and they're
0: like milking it
1: and like, I, they're like sitting there like doing a hand mammogram yeah. and I'm like well please just don't do that and then it <laughs> will be fine I
2: know I wonder like what they were doing at home that they discovered this Yeah. well okay I guess I there's a lot of lot sexual of, stuff yeah, that can happen yeah I
0: think a lot of breast uh, irregularities are, are found during, during sex oh
2: yeah one of my nursing school friends, her boyfriend found her breast lump that ended up being breast cancer during sexual activity. Um, And so she had to have treatment during nursing school and everything. So, kind of crazy. But, I mean, it was good her partner was a nurse so right could, and he he could know what he was feeling yeah. right exactly but
1: yeah so like if if liquid comes out pretty easily that might be something to alert your healthcare provider about because there are a couple different syndromes that are associated with that they can have actual health conflicts like infertility or decreased fertility if you have really high levels of prolactin in your right. body but if you're like hand jamming your nipple to don't, get something don't milk up, yourself just don't do it yeah. just leave it alone <laughs> right. especially I, t- I tell this a lot to women who are have been breastfeeding but are trying to stop and say avoid nipple stip- stimulation for as long as you can Like, right. try not to even get it directly in the shower mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff like because when your nipple it's a it's a call and response essentially from your nipples once you get that squeeze you get that tug your body sends a signal to make more.
0: Yeah. And that's why if you are breastfeeding, keep the baby on the breast as much as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. So I heard too, that you can kind of like
2: have some extra nipples. Like Amy, tell me about this. Oh, this is,
1: this is, this is one of my favorite hacks <laughs> to tell patients because I see it so much in the clinic, but you have like all mammals that have mammary lines. So usually, you know, like if you looked at a dog that had a ton of nipples, they'd have, you know, like a dozen of them and humans usually just have two, but we also have mammary lines that go kind of from like the, just the outside part of our armpits in a V formation down to our belly button. And so you can get what's called an ancillary nipple anywhere in that line. You can get one, you can get two, you can get three
0: there. So why do guys have them though?
1: Well, guys have nipples because of evolution being magical. And the fact that (laughs) that when a fetus is formed, the fetus doesn't yet know if it's going to take on the char- characteristics of a male genotype, physical features, or, um, a female physical features. Oh,
2: I love this discussion. Cause it's like totally goes into like sex versus gender
1: versus right. Right. Yeah. Because we're all, we all start from like the same basic form and either a hormone is turned on or a hormone is turned off. And so it basically leads to the, the, either the the outward development of male genitalia or the inward development of female genitalia. But in that. Do
2: you have an innie or an outie? <laughs> I have an
1: innie. I think we all have innies here. <laughs> not going to speak for Jill, not having seen it.
0: Amy's <laughs> seen, it, seen mine. You're going to have to take my word for it, but I'll show you later. Okay. If you, yeah, want if you want I'm proof. forward to that.
1: But basically your body doesn't know quite what your, what shape you will take. So it's got nipples just in case you become a woman and you need to breastfeed and you, You get a clitoris just in case you become a man and you need to ejaculate fluid, but if you're the opposite... Then you get those just as extras, which is nature's oh, little gift to women, I think.
2: Pleasure button
1: as
0: that's, I like to call that's, it. Um
1: that's just bonus. Isn't it great? Yeah,
0: it is really it is really cool. And you're right, I have seen those sort of accessory nipples on people. Often they think that they have a mole or a wart mm-hmm. or something. I
1: probably see them once a week, I would say. Do you really? And I try and totally I I try and identify them. I try and say this is a nipple and this is fine and this is common and Oh, you're, I get you're so excited, but
2: I have to try not to because I think most patients get a little freaked out when you tell them.
1: Them. Oh yeah, I dig yeah. a lot of times they know
0: Mm. they've so already been told nice. before yeah um I will, they're just savvy i think we should put on the website where those um those mammary lines oh, are we so, yeah we'll get a picture oh, so you can see Amy to do just a little drawing oh can you just oh, draw I'm, it i have a napkin here and a sharpie we
1: just have a section that we call amy's anatomy <laughs> <laughs> it won't be my physical anatomy but it'll be my doodle rendition yes. so
2: so can i just say this is like my little pet peeve so men have nipples women have nipples so why do we have this like culture thing where women can't take off their shirts but men can take off their shirts and have their pointy little nipples in my face
1: yeah
2: and like me as a woman like why is why are mine sexual and his aren't because they all feel good is what I've heard I hear you although
0: I would like the opportunity to be able to do that but I would not there are very few men who I would actually want to see my breast I think nobody should go
2: shirtless I think I don't like to see men's nipples. They gross me out.
1: Well, I, don't, I mean, where are you seeing all these shirtless people running the at the
2: beach? I think the beach is playing there, volleyball.
1: <gasps> you play volleyball?
2: No, I watch people play volleyball. Would you play volleyball with
0: your like? No.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want the ladies out. You gotta secure that.
0: I hear you. I just feel like there. Are, I. I feel like there is this sexual thing around breasts, and I feel like there are. Yeah. I I don't want I feel like people not that I have great boobs, but that I don't want to show my boobs. Well,
2: I guess what I'm thinking too is like let's talk about practicality. So, like a woman's out trying to breastfeed, and here she is trying so hard to cover her breast while her child oh, is suffocating. Oh well,
1: that's a whole other situation. While the yeah. man
2: men just walk into stores. That is exactly right. It just makes
0: me so mad. Or oh, they're asked to leave things. Because... But do men walk into
1: stores without
0: their shirts on? No shirt, no shoes, no service. Yeah, so... You go to trashy places, Jim. I guess I do. You're I just don't. I don't like. Taco Bell. I don't like anybody without a shirt. But I've seen people. I've seen women outside. It's hot as balls. They're like struggling with this like hooter hider, they call them. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, lady, just, uh, just I went not- to
2: Bolivia and it was the most beautiful thing ever. Like everywhere you looked, there were women with their breasts out and a baby suckling. And I was just like, that's how it God intended. Come on.
1: It would be, it would be nice. I, I think. Women should all feel the right to do it, but I think we can't expect that every woman should feel immediately comfortable, especially when society is so judgmental. Of course, they're not comfortable,
0: and I I don't blame them for wanting to hide them. I did the same thing, but I agree with Jen's point that it's a shame that. We feel like we must. You know?
2: I have to say, though, that when a woman is breastfeeding, like in the same room as me, I have the hardest time not staring. And I'm like, don't look, don't look, don't well, there's look. There's something magical about like, watching yes, it, right? but I also don't want to be a creeper. Yeah. So I like try so hard not to look, but I do want to just watch it because it's
0: beautiful. We went over to my friend's house the other night um, for dinner, and she is nursing a one-year-old, oh, a little bit older than that, maybe now 13, 14-year-old. A fourteen year old, <laughs> A fourteen month old, weird, weird friend. Yeah. <laughs> and we were all just sitting around the carpet, and he's like toddling about, and he's still nursing, and he would just go up to her. And anyway, the point was, you know, I was sitting there with my husband and, and her husband and our kids, and and she was so like not self conscious, like she would just like pull it out, yeah, and like Whip nurse the baby, and like if she, if it was her breast was still out while the Kid had walked off for a few seconds. Like she didn't sweat that. It just and she was in her own home and she right. had every. She should be comfortable like that. I mean, she she knows me fairly well, but she doesn't know Pete very well, you know, and she's a colleague of mine. Like how free that she was about that, and the fact that she wasn't self conscious about it made me not self conscious right. about That's it. That's true. There was a real uh, gift in that. I yeah. think, and some of the reason that you stare is because it's sort of like you feel like it's illicit, like you yeah. shouldn't be looking. And then just human nature is yeah, just it's sort like
1: of the fire engine on the side of the road, but not in a bad <laughs> right. way, right? Like, but wait,
0: it's cool. Uh, I, I, definitely think we should talk more about breastfeeding and we should do a podcast on it because breastfeeding is, um, for me, I, it's a wonderful thing for me, it was a huge challenge and I would, I would like to explore that more. Although I'm so past,
2: yeah. And the other feeding. thing about like nipples and breasts is like the whole nipple pride. So there was an L word episode. So L word is like this yeah. lesbian show that I've watched too many times. I own it. And, um, they talked about like how we needed to like feel pride in in our anatomy and that like people should go braless who have small breasts and they shouldn't be afraid about covering up their nipples with these big like puffy bras because like, why are we embarrassed that our nipples get hard? Everybody's nipples get hard, even men. Mm-hmm. And like, why do we feel like we need to sh- like to hide that?
1: Yeah. But it's sometimes so overwhelming because then because we're one we're told to hide our nipples, and then two we go to go to flipping Nordstrom, and it's like <laughs> nipples galore. All the models are like basically at, like attacking you
0: with their nipples. So and I think then, that is like and hypersexualization. Then,
1: and then I just feel so like. I've never had a problem with my nipples and all of a sudden they don't do that. You when mean you I don't walk around
0: like at 88 pounds with constantly aroused nipples? Yeah,
1: and even if they were, they wouldn't be that big. So you wouldn't even notice. You'd be like, Amy, you got a chrome on your chest.
0: Yeah, it little Keeps little me yeah. out. They show these like wafy figures that look like ghosts. And then they have this like, first of all, they have breasts that are completely inconsistent with the rest of their frame. Although there are variations in that too, but then they have these like super like aroused like looking nipples Nipples and ugh, it's, it's just like no big deal. Headlights. That's all I can see. Yeah. It's like, mm. I just see them coming at me and I don't mind, You know, if I'm like in a meeting or something or I see somebody on the street and you can see their nipples, that doesn't bother me. But I think when they're presented in sort of a, I
1: feel it's just like another way of, of society trying to tell women, like You either have to be like completely open and sexually assertive with your nipples or you have to hide them in like a a white church behind doors and a a steeple. Like there's no right way to do nipples anymore.
0: No. And there's really, you know, you talk about mannequins, nipples, you, you know, you very rarely see them with large breasts. Yeah. Like impressively large, true. But
1: you know, I you should totally do whatever you want with your nipples. You cover them, let them go crazy, whatever. Just don't make me feel like shit because my nipples don't look big and beautiful. I do some
2: gorgeous (laughs) nipples. I have to say, so I I have to say, my breasts are the one thing that I like really love about myself. And you know, the one thing I can think I love a lot of things about you. Well, I mean, that's something I really have pride (laughs) in. Really love it, and Mm -hmm. and I think part of it is because they. They give me such pleasure. Yeah. And so like, so I enjoy that, but I don't know. I've just always liked the shape of them. And so it's like kind of nice to feel that way about something on my body. Yeah. Cause I used to have some major self image problems. So, I mean, so I think that's why I just feel so strongly about like, let them be, you know,
0: I feel that way about my feet, ooh, which are not nearly as sexy at all. Not sexy at all. all. You no, never like looking really at mannequin's feet. feet. No, I mean, I have. I have nice feet. I'm neutral on the breast, leaning toward, ah eh. Yeah. I, had it. I
1: have high hopes for pregnancy boobs. I'm going to say that much. Mm. I've got real high hopes for, like, a You're one of those skinny little
0: broads who'll probably get huge, like, perfectly round God knockers. God willing, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm just
1: going to look terrible, and my nipples are going to be massive. That happened
0: to my best friend. She's, like, 100 pounds soaking wet. Yeah. something interesting too about nipples just just to circle back really fast because i think it's cool is that the milk that comes out of nipples is not it coming out of a garden hose like a mm. straight tube it's more like um like a, like a shower head a shower head or a sunflower or something there's all of these mm-hmm. different uh, outlets these little teeny tiny tubes so mm. when you are producing milk you can, you know, squeeze your breast and instead of, you know, water or water, milk going in just one direction, it can, it's almost like putting your garden hose on and shoot out Spray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's the reason, one of the reasons is, you know, it's, it, so each one of those is fed by their own milk duct. And so it's very easy, like when you're breastfeeding for those to get infected mm-hmm. and for things to travel up in them. The other thing about the breast anatomy is that we did an episode on periods or Mm -hmm. menarche first periods and what was interesting about that is that we you know talked about how breasts are usually one of the first signs of puberty not your period Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and amy loves the term (laughs) breast (laughs) (laughs) bud. i
1: love the term breast (laughs) butts. i also like the appearance of breast buds because they're just so silly little (laughs) marshmallows on the edge (laughs) they're just so puffy i remember getting one and being like what are these little yeah little pouches they are sort mm. of sweet. But they change so much over the course of your life. Like, they start out with these little breast buds, and then if you have a baby and you breastfeed, you've got these, like, big nozzles. And then there's something that happens after you have a baby where your nipples just get huge. Yeah, and dark.
0: Yeah, like you guys
1: have seen nipples that like I don't know how baby gets her mouth around them. They're so big. I
0: have, but I also I mean saw like one grapes, that, that, the size of grapes. Yeah, I mean this woman had nipples the size of gumballs. Uh, seriously, like if you paid for twenty five cents for like a blue gumball, it's exactly the size of it. Yet it was tethered to her tiny little breast by what looked like a coffee straw, like stir straw. I've, I've never <laughs> seen anything. I had true fear that baby was going to grow up and just, you know, as babies bite nipples all the time, chomp down bite that it. bitch off. And it was that way Ooh. on both nipples. Ooh. I cringed. I've seen this one other time in my career and I, I have never seen <clears throat> such like pedunculated, just like, like tassely looking, not even tassely, like, you know, ball tassel looking. I think the takeaway from all of this about anatomy and um, physiology is that there are a lot of things that are the same, but for Mm. just like all parts of our body, there is huge normal variation in breasts. Mm -hmm. You were talking about, you know, nipples and, and kind of societal expectations. And I would say that breasts are one of our most like outward expressions of sexuality in Mm. some ways. And I, and I, I'm very interested in this idea of that's what of like, we're
1: allowed to have, right? Like you yes. can have cleavage and then that's it. Right. And anything else is too much.
0: And cleavage plus a brain is really confusing <laughs> <laughs> to people. They don't understand it. So I'm relatively small chested. I don't... I have never felt personally like I needed larger breasts to feel mm. kind of, quote, more womanly. Although I know that um, because of you know, an enormous, um, industry of breast augmentation that, mm-hmm. that, that women associate bigger breast with being sexier or maybe evolutionarily, like you have big breasts, you, maybe there's this sign that you can produce more milk and carry, you know, feed you your survive offspring. You a of,
1: of offspring.
0: Yeah. Or like a famine, yeah. you know, because you make so much milk. So maybe it's not just creepy guys. Like maybe it's like you said, it's fine for women to show their boobs from here to, um, you know, tittyville, if it's in a sexual context, if it's in a context of self-expression or, uh, nourishment of another human being that a man has helped make in many cases, then somehow that is illicit and you can't do that. And that makes people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So people like breasts on their own terms. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, And I feel like that has become super, super obvious as we've seen this mega surge in uh, plastic surgery around breasts. I I know plenty of people who've had breast augmentations. Yes. I've known a
2: few who've had some breast reductions. Actually, one that really surprised me because she had gorgeous, huge breasts that all the guys in high school would like talk about, but she was also a very intelligent woman. And I think she was tired of people talking about her breasts. And so she had them much smaller. I mean, she had to special order bras because she was so teeny. And her, her, mm. it was it's just
0: horrible. Yeah. It does bad things for your musculoskeletal oh, system. Your back. I had a patient just
1: today that had had a, she was in her fifties and she had had a breast reduction 25 years ago. And she was like, oh, other than my children, it was one of the best decisions I ever made because mm. it just made everything better. And she's like, and my daughter has bre- big breasts right now and she needs it so badly, but she doesn't have insurance. And
0: you have to really justify it. They require so many
1: justifications. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Now, I've had a patient who went to Chile to get a breast augmentation. And let me tell you the horror of when she showed me me her breasts.
1: I saw a girl that went to Atlanta to get it done. And those things looked terrifying. Like her nipples were at her chin, essentially.
0: Do not... You pay Go a, bargain no. hunting for plastic surgery. I think that's just a good rule of thumb. Either, either pay the big bucks or don't or do don't it. Or don't do it. You're yeah. fine the way you are. I am, yeah, I'm super interested in this. In fact, I went to the, what is it? The Academy of Plastic Surgeons website because I was unsure how exactly breast augmentations were done and breast reductions Ooh, were done.
2: I used to watch those shows like on Discovery Ooh. Health of them like oh yeah poking them through and just, I mean, man, they're, that's rough.
0: So there's a lot of ways to get implants in right? and there's it's much more challenging to pull tissue out because mm. they have to make a incision that goes around the they basically cut out the nipple it's like mm. a keyhole thing. yeah and then go down toward the chest wall you know like um from like the nipple to like six o'clock um and then they kind of stitch the nipple back in and you know that tissue has stuff in it like we've said and it's vascular yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's not um it's not minor surgery sure to have a breast reduction breast augmentation. It's arguably.
1: Yeah, you're just jamming something more... in there. So, you I was... stretch the skin out a little bit. So, though, it is right? worth
0: going to this site. Yeah, because they talk about the different kinds of breast implants you can have. So, we all know the basics, right? Like saline, silicone. silicone.
1: Well, they've had all those new cancer cases with that one weird yeah. silicone type. It was
0: ribbed. Yeah. So, they think that if like the. A yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a ribbon? So, yeah. Yeah. So, for, they, her, for her pleasure? They think that if the, the, the breast has like tech, the implant has texture to it. Then it is, it, it puts people at higher risk. There's also something called a gummy bear implants. Are you familiar with a gummy bear implant? It is exactly like what it sounds like, like.
1: Is it more lifelike in texture? What?
0: No, so it's just, it's like a. Maybe slightly, but it's like just a little bit more
1: dense than saline. yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. And it, they're much more difficult to. I feel, like that would feel
1: more natural.
0: Maybe I think the silicone is sort of the compromise, right, between saline yeah. and the gummy bear, which is much more dense. Yeah. Um, if you've had breast implants, you in many cases can still breastfeed. Mm-hmm. But in,
1: in breast reductions, especially with the more the newer types of surgery. Some of the older ones, it's a lot more difficult. Yes.
0: Um But augmentations, you typically can. The problem is you don't know until you right. do it. You you don't know. I mean, there's no not woman a lot knows. you can do Right.
1: one way or the other to no. affect that.
0: Yeah. I think that what I would like at this stage of my life is not a breast augmentation, but I would love a breast lift. First of mm. all, I feel like everything needs a lift. Like a little tuck. A Just little like if they lift. could pull... If you, Sweet listeners, if you could see me, but like if they could just take this part and I think you can do that. And they can do it. Yeah. Instead of just like letting it like flop, because my breasts in and of themselves are still kinda nice. It's just gravity is wreaked havoc and Have just. you consider
1: just doing handstands every morning.
0: Um that's the thing. Doing handstands to do a breast lift? It would probably if you tighten up your pectoral muscles, I'm sure it would really, oh, really yeah. help. Yeah. Another thing that I uh, had hit on when I was thinking about this episode is this, you know, I must, I must, it must increase my bust. And that whole exercise, did you read, you know, are you there, God It's me, Margaret? And like all of these things about like, you know, like, like pushing your arms together. Basically what you do is you can't, you can't really increase your breast size, but you can change the size of your muscles that sit behind the breast, Mm -hmm. your pectoral muscles. And that's how guys that are like super bodybuilders sometimes look like they have. Oh, that's like, yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. But they could have like moobs, man boobs. Sometimes they have man boobs because they're kind of flabby. Yeah. And sometimes they have kind of nicely developed chests and those, or they have a
2: medical condition. So that's not always normal either.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> right, um, gynomastia. Yeah. Um, very quickly, do you guys have a bra preference? I, I, am saying this, that years ago I tried to give up underwire bras. Yeah, I
2: don't no. do underwire anymore.
0: Oh. When you're smaller chested, it's really hard to find a bra that is not an underwire bra. Yeah, really? that's the thing.
2: Yeah, underwire I- is more for little people?
0: I find I mean not smell. little people yeah, but
2: I, people with small breasts.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to find stuff that don't have a lot of yeah. padding. Um, mm. Well, I
1: just I haven't I've not tried these, but this is on my list of bras to try. They just had a really cool New York Times article about um, a new. It's entitled "A New Vision of lingerie, Men Not Required." And Ooh. so it's all these lingerie companies that are started by women that are for women. Mm. I think what,
0: is Everjay on there?
1: Um, no, but oh. Lonely is on mm-hmm. there. One called Lively. One called Third Love and Adore Me. Third
2: Love. It's third like love. your third boob.
1: Yeah. I've been lusting after them hardcore. So here, my problem
2: is, is why are bras so freaking expensive? Well, as My
0: next question to you was, like, do you spend a lot of money on bras? Because I went to Ross this weekend and bought two bras and they were $7. That's what I end up doing. I buy
2: crappy bras and then I fuss about them because I just cannot make myself
0: spend $50 but, on a nice bra. But it's like we were talking about your shirt earlier. Yeah. You get so much wear out of a bra. Although I've read that you really only should get about a hundred wears out of a bra before oh, yeah, they last the, stretch. And apparently so.
1: sports bra shouldn't even last more than a year. Oh my
0: gosh. I have one from like 15 <laughs> years ago. I'm
1: currently wearing one that I wore in... College,
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Ideally, I think that I'm of an age, and honestly, you guys are probably too, where I need to go to a proper bra store. Yeah. There's one in Raleigh. That's all they do. It's like size you for bras. Mm. And get get my chest, like, properly, like, yeah, properly fitted. Because mm-hmm. if you have, if they last 100 wears, and you have three of them, that's like, even if you spend $150 on them, it's not... You know, but that's like I can one, stretch up to 200 wears. But, like, that's one piece
1: of clothing. And then you've got to have good underwear. And you've got yes. to have fair trade jeans. ridiculous.
0: You've got to have organic mm-hmm. shirts. I don't do that. I just want a bra that fits.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's... So, I one time asked my stepmother, because she's all all in the know of everything. I took her, had her take me to get my first, like, set of makeup. Because she, like, is good about stuff like that. And I said, I want to get a really good bra. And she took me to Sears and the Sears lady <laughs> tried to like, oh, to measure me. And okay, it was so the auto
1: part store. really awkward.
2: <gasps> yes. It became oh, this really awkward more experience. Fridges. Yeah. yeah. It, and it but, was not good and it no. was not an accurate sizing. And even my stepmother was like, I am so sorry, Jenny. <laughs> but, um, we tried and then I was like, I'm done. Like, I no. just don't care enough. My, <laughs> my bra is from Costco right now. Oh, Costco. Gosh.
1: I had reasonable <laughs> success with the Gap body bras. They're a little bit more cheaper, but they still have the kind of like a Victoria's Secret-esque appearance.
0: Yeah, and I have to say, I know it's really on PC. I have a Victoria's Secret bra that I've had for like 10 years yeah. that has held up like super well. I don't know if their quality was better 10 years ago.
1: I, don't, I My only under strapless bra is a Victoria's Secret from and
0: three. Yeah. I mean, I have issues with Victoria's Secret generally. I didn't used to, I used to think it was such a pretty little place to go. Now, now it, it, it I, I don't know. I still enjoy it sometimes, but that's another story. I walk in and I feel like I'm like, avert your eyes, avert your eyes. I
2: feel like they all know I'm a lesbian <laughs> and they think I'm like getting off on it. It's one of those And I'm like, I'm not, yeah. I swear I'm not. I've I'm a female too. on me. I know this is like oh, my I'm internalized so homophobia. I'm working yeah, on it. I'm so
0: sorry. That is, yeah. I, I feel like that that store and maybe by no fault of its own although i do think it's its own fault oh, for sure. um is one that just makes me it, it we all have our own visceral reactions to that store like you have yours mm-hmm. i have mine mm-hmm. i i hear my mother's voice in my head saying you know you know making observations about my weight no. <laughs> you know all of those things oh, we all you, we all have those um yeah but we all have their own baggage that we carry into stores and maybe that's why i have Crap bras because no one at Ross is like mm, <laughs> I awesome. don't know it's all like sexy and you know. I know I'm
2: feeling pretty good when I'm walking into Ross. I'm like <laughs> that's yep. why the internet is so amazing. I've you can washed have my all these clothes cool today
1: bras and they can have weird crazy straps and you just send them back if they don't work.
2: Oh, see, I never send anything back. I can't do it. Really? I'm Really bad. Oh yeah, yeah it's I'm bad. bad about so internet.
0: Back. Internet shopping can be good. Apparently, the way that you're supposed to put on a bra is to kind of like attach it behind your back and then if it attaches that way and then lean over and let your breast like fill the oh cup. yeah i was
2: reading that article they actually said to to do it in the front and then twist it
1: i always thought those people were just lazy and me too
2: i was like come on like i've had partners who do it that way i'm like you can't just reach behind the other thing as being a lesbian. And having bras, like I'm really good at taking off someone else's bra, but not every lesbian is like that. So hashtag not all lesbians, because I was really shocked. I'm like, you're a girl.
0: Gosh, if you could count on nothing else from a lesbian lover, I would think that that would be like an inherent skill. a little gentle, oh. Yeah, I was uh,
1: famous in college for being able to take other women's bras off.
0: Wait, why? Without them feeling it? Amazingly. Wait.
1: I could just go back behind their back and just snap it and walk away. Why did you do <laughs> this? Was like a Houdini, <laughs> because why not? Funny. Shit is
0: funny. She's funny. Because I went to a
1: school and we had nothing
2: else to do. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you went to an all-girls college from? or something? No. no. Oh yeah, it was half of her. We
0: yeah. would love to hear your bra suggestions. They're also, um, like you said, they're like non-toxic, but there are all these like natural bras. Mm. Um, or you don't have to wear a bra. Fuck it. Do your thing yeah you don't, don't have don't. to wear a bra although I find that generally I'm more um uh, for some activities it is truly just more comfortable even though I don't have a lot going on there but like I can tell sometimes if I'm doing a lot of walking or something I'm the like first thing I do when I walk in my house well I take off my shoes and then I tear off that bra. if this shirt were not see-through I would totally have a soft and you probably wouldn't care even if I did but no, I'm, I'm a pretty I'm feeling liberated it.
1: woman and I'm basically almost always in a bra like I sleep in not like a, like a proper bra, but like one of those like cloth, you know, No. like, like a training bra. I sleep in the, like the little
2: girl bras. Yeah.
1: Because then I wake up and the first thing I do in the morning is make the bed and then I go and do yoga. And so I don't want to have to put on a bra to go oh down. To, so I just sleep in it and then I'm ready and I'm good to go. Oh, oh
2: she die. makes her bed and
0: she does yoga. I make my bed. I do not do yoga, but I do but not, I do not wear bed. a bra.
1: Yeah. And to bed. Yeah, it's just like my
0: thing. So to wrap up, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk for a little bit. We've hit on a lot of this already about breast exams. Because I think women have mm, gotten some yeah. really, con- con- we've all gotten this. Providers have gotten Providers, really Yeah, exactly. Advice. These really conflicting messages about should you do a breast exam? Should you not do a self-breast exam? My opinion is absolutely you should continue to do self-breast exams. But you need to know a few tricks,
1: you need to know a few tricks and you need to take a effing chill pill.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a trick. So yeah. that's,
2: that's one of the reasons why they have really tried to scale back how often women were encouraging women to, to you know, examine their breasts because there's been so much fear of breast cancer. But come, they're your, like it's part of your body and it's just like, let's, let's rejoice in it and let's feel yourself up every once
0: in a while. No one knows your breasts better than you. I hope not. And, and the best time I think to start getting comfortable with your breasts is after you've had it right It's now. immediately. But mm-hmm. I like to tell people, you know, if they come to see me, if I do a breast exam, everything feels fine. Then I say to them, I want you to go home yep. tonight and feel your breasts. And I want you to do it frequently until you know what your breasts feel like. And that way, you know, you know that your breasts are lumpy and bumpy and that's normal mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And if you know it's normal for you, then the little changes that happen with your period or with your contraception or what like that are not going to freak you out right. the way they will if you feel them for the first time and you're like, oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, if you see a
1: 60 minute expose on breast cancer, and you're like, I got to do it now. And then you right. find it because they were finding that we were telling women to do breast exams every month. And they were coming into clinics with more problems, and then they would want to do more screening, and so it just it became, became this, very expensive. It became this, and it and it wasn't leading to any better results. And unnecessary
2: fear, yeah. And that's right. that's what I care most about. Like I don't want patients being afraid of their body right. or anything like that.
1: So I think we we want to encourage you to reclaim a little something that they're now dubbing breast self awareness, mm-hmm. right. Which is basically just don't be. Don't be blind. Right. You know, you need to know your breasts like you know every other part of your body. I always tell my patients, you don't check your arms and your legs for cancer, but you touch them throughout the day, Mm -hmm. and so you know what they feel like. So if something is new, you know it.
2: Oh, I grab my breasts like all day. I'm always... well. <laughs> I'm always feeling no it's Call not me surprised. It's, no, it's <laughs> what I'm explaining to women. i c I can't help myself. When I try to
0: explain breast exams, oh, me I, too. I, always I, my I grab my breasts yeah. and I'm like, What am I doing? Yeah. But it's just sort of like nature. So. I love that concept of awareness because if you like you said, if you know people know their hair better than their breasts, right? Mm-hmm. Like so if you know your breast reasonably well. Yeah then you have a better sense of when something is off. It's not about, do you go in a circle? How deep do you press? Like, forget that shit. Just be familiar. And that way, you know, what I tell people too is they need to be fairly symmetrical. So Mm. when I get concerned is when I feel like, a, a, a lump or something in one and not in the same place mm-hmm. a, a comparable kind of feeling right. in the other breast yeah. um they're not they're not twins they're sisters mm-hmm. um <laughs> but they're that is that is a quick and dirty way I, you know if you feel something in one breast and you have a very similar kind of thing mm-hmm. as a mirror image yeah
1: i also one of my other tricks is things that are soft and squishy and move around are fine. Things that are hard and don't move are problems. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I say, you know, beyond that, if you're not sure what you're feeling, is it soft, squishy, or is it hard? Feel the same spot on your other boob at the same time. Compare and contrast. If it feels the same, don't worry about it.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, again, the, the point is, the point is, if you are concerned, definitely go in to see somebody. Mm-hmm. We're just giving these tips. So if you feel these things at 10 o'clock, on a Friday night, right? you do not spend the entire don't weekend. Don't go to the emergency room. Go they to emergency don't need you. No, they and don't they, they won't. Know. Yeah, do not spend the whole weekend flipping your lid because you found this because of your, you know, Friday night 2020. Um, most likely, these are normal mm-hmm. changes in your breast. Yeah. Well, and but, I tell women too, like
2: breast cancer doesn't typically happen when you're young. It's usually 50s and 60s. So for that to reassure people, because when you're younger, you're having a lot of breast changes because of hormones. And so that's the lumps and bumps that people are feeling. Now, of course, there are exceptions and I'm not saying there aren't, but I think that's reassuring to know that the majority of women who get breast
0: cancer and they're in their fifties and sixties, and typically it's treated very well. What's not reassuring though, is that everyone thinks if I don't have a relative, there's not a strong history of breast cancer in my family, then I'm off the hook. And that is absolutely not true. We'd like to think that, um, but the majority of breast cancer cases are women who have no family history. Mm -hmm. So you do not get a pass on mammograms and breast awareness.
1: All that jazz. Yeah. Also, keep an eye out for any kind of skin changes, Mm -hmm. peeling Right. that look like an orange, any kind of redness or warmth. Or dimpling in the breast. Dimpling. Mm-hmm. Or just like if they, if one has kind of like a pull in one direction. Yeah, the kind other of like an have.
2: asymmetry of where the nipples are pointing. Yeah, yeah. just look in yeah. the mirror.
1: And then right. any kind of nipple discharge, especially if it's a color that's mm-hmm. not white or clear.
0: And you can also look in the mirror kind of leaning over and see if there's any kind of strange... But that's the stuff you do when you're getting dressed and you're putting mm-hmm. on your pantyhose or whatever. Yeah. This is not something that you need to... You don't um, need to devote an hour of every week to <laughs> a course. lot of time for that. So we will leave you with lots of adoration for breast and all that they do. Please subscribe to the website, leave your comments, um, visit tell us, us on stories. Facebook, tell us your story, send us your questions. We would love to hear from you. And uh, until next time. Thanks take- for listening. Bye. Bye.